This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Welcome back to BetQL Daily. Presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Make sure the announcer speaks. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here to talk about the NBA playoffs for tonight and the rest of the weekend. So we had Kate Constable on earlier in the program, Joe. We talked about the Heat and the Celtics and as far as the place where I want to start, first off, there's been some slight movement, both with the spread and the total. The spread uh, originally was uh, Boston minus nine. It has since moved to eight and a half, so not that big of a deal. Uh, slightly juiced in Boston's direction. The total has moved down recently from 215.5 to 214.5. And, Joe, that's where I would like to start because, you know, Kate brought up a couple of interesting points here that even though – the the whole lack of rest thing for this Eastern Conference Finals may not be as big of a factor in this series compared with Lakers and Nuggets where you're dealing with, say, older guys like LeBron and AD. I do feel like that when it comes to shooting that the lack of rest might actually favor Boston a good bit more here because if you are expending a good bit more energy driving to the rim, being more physical down low like the Heat were in Game 1 – to me, at some point, that takes a toll. Now, it may not be right away, and it may only be in small spurts, and eventually you get your energy back, and that's fine. This, to me, is something where Boston's outside shot making is going to have a big difference in this contest. And because of that, if Boston jumps out to a massive lead in this first half, I don't know if Miami's – I say they're not going to try to come back – uh, but it's something where you don't want to show too much and get too creative, knowing full well that the Celtics get that information and know how to game plan against you for the rest of the series. And so I look at this and say, if we are expecting this to be a blowout, which eight and a half certainly suggests like it's possible, then that's the first thing I'm going to do is take the under. Yeah, they also did that in game number one. Um, it's interesting, in the last hour or so, the total is dropping a full point down to 214 and a half. It closed to 11 and a half in the first game and ended up flying over. There are a few things that occurred in game one that I don't see happening again, and I, I think it's perfectly reasonable. Like, the reason the Heat won that game was because of what occurred in the third quarter. And as we're waiting and waiting for Missoula to call a timeout, he never does throughout Miami's 46 points in that third quarter. When they outscore uh, Boston in their house by 21 points. You don't get that. Can Butler do this again? Absolutely. With, with what we saw, if he's out there the entire time, if we're not in blowout territory, because we know the mentality that many teams take. Hey, we went on the road and we split. We took one. We're, we're good. We feel good about this. Where maybe you're right. With uh, limited time off now, they're not going to worry about giving everything they, they possibly have just to possibly win the game if they if they think it could be out of reach 
everyone stepping up, including players off the bench. Are they going to get that? Uh, and again, in this road spot with Struess and Vincent and Lowry, and you could. Uh, Caleb Martin, too, though, all of them scoring 15 points in that last game? I'm not sure. But I also don't think you're going to see Tatum and Jalen Brown, while giving credit to Jimmy Butler for all the steals that he had, they're not going to be as careless with the basketball as they were. And in some cases, like Brown's like falling on the ground. Uh, they had 10 turnovers between the two of them. If it's a tight game, we're not going to see Tatum not take a shot in the fourth quarter. There are a lot of things that occurred in game one that I just don't – it's just not going to happen. It isn't always the theory of home team loses game one, they're going to bounce back, win, and cover game two. I think there's more than that. When you look at some of the things that occurred, it's like, okay, that that's not going to happen again. Like Boston was dominating the paint early on, and then they completely went away from it in the second half. I don't expect that to happen. Uh, Kate brought up Robert Williams and Horford. I'm looking more to Horford as far as some of those uh, props because he had 10 rebound chances in that game. And um, look, we laugh at trends from time to time, but it is the, the number one storyline in the betting world going into this game. That's why the number has increased. It closed at 8.5. There was a time when it was 9.5. Uh, BetMGM is at eight and a half right now. Again, uh, most of the market is at nine for this game. But you know, since 2019, home team loses game one, game two, they're 23 and one straight up, 22 in two against the spread. However, uh, if we go down the line, I don't know. How, you'd see a lot of opportunities where that home team in game two is favored by nine. That's that's what has me hung up a little bit. I, with all those points, Ed, I'm, history has me worried here, but because of the coaching mismatch, because of the Jimmy Butler factor, that that's what has me thinking that the Heat could at least keep it within the number. I don't know if that's the case here in game two. This feels like a Boston spot to me. And I don't know if I'm just succumbing from everyone else's beliefs that Boston is the, the significantly better team and that what we saw from game one by Miami is not sustainable. I would agree it's not sustainable. I mean, look at points per possession from game one. Miami, uh, 1.28 per possession in terms of points per possession. That's in the 88th percentile per cleaning the glass. Boston, uh, 1.21 points per possession, 74th percentile. Which one do you trust more? It's Boston, right? Because they've been mm -hmm. consistently in that 1.2, 1.3 mark for the playoffs and the regular season. Miami, you know, I, I know it's easy for us to forget that the regular season was was not kind to them, but I'm also not one who wants to throw that away entirely. I will discount it and downplay it, but I don't want to throw it away altogether. And that offense was lacking in a lot of spurts. Now, they've come on strong in the playoffs, and they are worthy to be there. And I still think that they have a good chance of winning this, this series uh, to where even at minus 225 for Boston and plus 175 for Miami to win the series, there's nothing there for me. But when it comes to offensive playmaking and shot creation, look, the shot quality for the Celtics was better in game one in terms of shooting threes, whereas the Heat resorted to a lot of mid-range jumpers. The, the problem, though, was, like you were talking about, the Celtics – it was an awful third quarter for them. They got away from their bread and butter from the first half. The Heat were mm -hmm. making 
everything. And I don't expect that to happen again. The shot quality suggests that the Celtics just got unlucky in game one. And to me, that makes a lot of sense. And it's more intuitive than to say, all right, playoff Jimmy, he's back at it again. And he can single-handedly knock off the Celtics with Tatum and Brown and Horford and all these other great basketball players. So I look at this and say, if there is a side to back, it would be the Celtics. And probably the, the prop market is the way to go. Uh, if you're looking at over Tatum points, that might be a simple place to begin. Because like you said, we can't expect another paltry performance from him again. He's just too talented. Let me throw another angle at you. Uh, Kate was talking about it in the first half. I don't believe she was talking about it at the current number. Because with a full game of eight and a half, there are spots right now that have the Celtics minus six in the first Ew. half. But yeah. But what you're talking about, about a potential blowout, and then Heat going with the majority of their bench, just kind of waving the white flag. Hey, we're fine. We're going home. We, we split here. We've got home. You know, we've got home court. It's not a big deal anyways. What about an in-game bet of even if the Celtics are up, Celtics second half? If they're going to pull their starters, if Bam's going to be sitting, if Butler's going to be sitting, if you see this game getting away from Miami, like a, a potential blowout where they end up covering the spread. Because usually spots like this, we see uh, we see people betting on the dog. If you're getting a bunch of points, like, oh, no. But, I mean, we've seen it a number of times, and it is the NBA playoffs. You, you actually are likely to see a team win by 20-plus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and we forget this because, you know, Western Conference Finals, we had two really exciting games to start. And even game one in this series was really, really good. But you are likelier to get blowouts. And so eight and a half, seven and a half, nine, whatever, I, I don't think it matters to me very much. I, I think my only pushback from that approach, and it's one that you can just not do and that's fine, but yeah. if it is a massive lead for the Celtics, like so let's say it's 20, something to that effect, then right. it could be that much of a blowout to where you go, all right, well, maybe both teams – are going to be waving their respective white flags and say, all right, we're done here. Uh, We're going to let the reserves uh, play out, and then we're going to get our necessary information to prep for game three. That is also a possibility. And so if that's the case, then it's probably more of a stay away than anything else. But I agree with you that even if it's, say, 10 or 15, something that, you know, a, a team trailing can come back from, it's possible that they can come back from that, then I would probably take Celtics second half. That I do like. One prop that I wanted to ask be, you about. Do you think Celtics would be well, favored if, they, if they're already covering at, at the end of the first half? If they're covering the full game, like you just mentioned, 10 to 15. Somewhere well, if in Butler isn't playing, yeah. yeah. If, if Butler doesn't play much, then okay. I, I don't know if there's a whole lot of optimism in Kyle Lowry and company uh, to be able to keep the game interesting. So I think in that case, you know, it's probably comfortable. And look, I mean, maybe Tatum wants to stay out there a little bit longer just to kind of get his sea legs back. That's also a, a possibility. So there, there are enough paths where I think second half would make a lot of sense. One prop I wanted to ask you about, if this mm-hmm. is a Celtics blowout, doesn't that mean that the role players will have more opportunities to score here? And of course, I'm looking squarely at Malcolm Brogdon. And his point total here is 15 and a half. It is juiced to the under. But I think there's value in taking the over here if the Celtics call off the dogs. Yeah, that would make some sense. Uh, and even last game where it wasn't a blowout, right? Didn't he, uh, where, where they were trailing, he had a pretty good game. 
And we've seen it throughout mm-hmm. these playoffs where he has uh, he's contributed a, a good amount. That that yeah, would make sense. Nineteen and thirty-seven minutes of work. Yeah, there you there you go. So I don't even think we need the blowout. He's going to get his time no matter what. It's just if it ends up being a blowout, he might be the guy with the number of of second team players where where everything goes through him because they want to sit Tatum and or Brown. So sure, yeah, I can certainly see that one. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other thoughts here uh, before we move on to Nuggets at Lakers as the series uh, moves to LA for Saturday night? I like Horford over six and a half rebounds. I mentioned the 10 rebound chances in game one. They, they saw what worked in game one going to the paint, and I think that's going to continue. So Horford will get more chances, maybe via scoring, but I'm, I'm looking at the rebound prop. Um, I'd be careful with Miami. If you're buying into this idea that this could be a 20-point blowout and maybe the starters are sitting in the fourth quarter, you might be kicking yourself if you're going over on Jimmy Butler points, which is an elevated number, of course, because it's Jimmy Butler and it's the playoffs. Um, I, I'd be worried about any of those positive heat ones. If you're buying into this mm-hmm. Boston gets rights, they're going to end up splitting the series, and it's going back to Miami 1-1 because uh, – if that does occur, the number is telling you, as I mentioned, likely it's not going to be the most competitive matchup. Yeah, Butler, 28.5 for his points. Uh, it is juiced to the under on BetMGM. Nothing wrong with taking under player props. Like, it's, it's fine. That's true. It's, you know, you're making money at the end of the yeah. day. So, you know, that there may be some value as far as that's concerned. It's okay to fade Butler in, in certain spots, and this may be one of them. So as we talk about the Lakers and the Nuggets, right now the series price is such to where Denver is at minus 500 to win this series. The Lakers at plus 375. But then you look at game three, and the Lakers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. The total's 223-and-a-half. And when it comes to LeBron's decision-making, obviously hoisting those threes in game two, and maybe even a little bit in game one, those are bad ideas. And I have to believe that if anybody knows that, it's one of the more cerebral basketball players still in the NBA right now, and that is LeBron James. In terms of adjustments, I wonder how much of Game 3 is going to be about him adjusting his decision-making more than it is, say, Darvin Ham messing with the roster or lineups. Hey, I liked uh, LeBron PRA over 41.5. Would you like to know what his PRA was in last night's game? To tell. 41. (laughs) Ooh, nice (laughs) like these numbers are so sharp at this point in the playoffs i we were talking about in this series how the spread has been dead on uh by the Mm -hmm. hook the props are as well you know that's not a surprise to most of us that have been doing this a while but it's just amazing how tight these numbers are uh yeah that lebron one was a bad beat if he if he makes the bucket when he was going to the rim and it looked like he wanted to After pull off steal. a spectacular dunk. Yeah. yeah. Like, all you had to do is you, you lay that one in, it goes over. You're good. Oh, that was frustrating. And Aaron, one rebound shy from the triple-double <laughs> that she talked about, which was 9-1, to 10-1. to one. Like, mm-hmm. We thought it was a good bet, because, and it wasn't a bad bet because it lost. It just, it just didn't work out. Like, he was in that conversation. The expectation was his numbers will be close to a triple-double. So at ten, nine to one, ten to one, you have to make that bet. He was, it just, it just didn't happen. It, that's that's the rough part. <laughs> 
Right, right. That that is the the big deal there. But hey, you know what? Uh, I will also be looking at the Jokic triple double once again once that gets posted. But if it's something ridiculous like minus two hundred, I'm definitely not going to take it. But I, it, it, he's just been so good. You can't help but just go in that direction right away. So that will be something uh, worth looking at over the weekend. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will look at some of the best and worst rosters in the NFL and how we might look to play or fade these teams for the upcoming season. That's right here on the BetQL Network.